All right. Uh, hey, we're, we're back with our, uh, our Ed and Red podcast for a very special episode. Today, we're going to talk about uh, The Last Jedi. Yay. Uh, yay, Leanna's here. And uh, for, this is actually a rarity. Usually, Leanna comes out of a movie and just analyzes the crap out of it. This time, she came out of uh, The Last Jedi and enjoyed it. And I should say, before we go forward... There will be spoilers in this because we are analyzing the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie and you're listening now, we're going to spoil the whole damn thing for you. By the way, I thought they should have called it The Jedi Awakens based on what happens in the movie. Why? Because Luke took a long nap? Yeah, well, he, Luke finally, hey, shit's happening out there. Anyway, so you liked the movie. I did. Why? Are you implying you didn't? I'll get to me in a minute. Because it, it was just fun. It, it did, uh, after... Uh, episode 7, The Force Awakens. No, episode not. What is it now? Yes, 7. seven. The Force Awakens. Uh, I said, all right, that was proof that J.J. Abrams could copy episode 4 really, really well. My, my pass-fail condition for episode 8, The Last Jedi, was that they actually had to do something new. They had to move it forward in some way. This was the one that they had to show where they were kind of going with this. And I think they did that. I think that two out of the three new main characters, you know, I think Ray and Poe have sort of found their place. Finn, not so much. They're still struggling with that character. But they got close. And there was still too much copycatting, but I don't know, I don't want to be too hard on it because there are certain known knowns about Star Wars. There are certain things that people just expect from Star Wars films. And... What I liked about it is, you know, they're not trying to be above the original material the way so many film franchises do. Like, oh, that was fine, but we can do it better. They went back to using a puppet for Yoda, you know. Spoiler. Yeah. He looked awesome. He looked so much better than he did digitally. I looked at him like, this this looks like Yoda like he did back in Empire Strikes Back. He looks way better. And then you told me afterwards it's because it was a puppet. I thought, hey, they finally got that CGI right. And Mark or maybe Hamill, they actually hired an actor who looked like Yoda. I yeah. wasn't sure. Mark Hamill was great. Carrie Fisher, even though her voice sounded kind of weak, she was great. They, I mean, they weren't in it a huge amount, especially Carrie Fisher, but that's kind of the idea because it you don't want the Dallas effect, you know, when they relaunched the, the Dallas TV show. Yeah, I know very well because yeah. I watch it all the time. Yeah, and what did you want to want to see? You wanted I want to J.R., Bobby, yeah. Sue Ellen. Yeah. And, <laughs> I and, didn't give a rat's ass about the kids. And the younger characters never found their feet. And so the minute Larry Hagman died, the whole thing just lost its luster and nobody cared anymore. So I think they're The eyebrow off. quotient went down considerably. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're handing it off well. The Porgs are adorable. I liked that they brought the Force back to being a mystical force of will. Instead Not of that midichlorian being... horse shit? Well, I mean... Oh, my God, was that the stupidest damn thing? We're not sure... Midichlorians. The... We're not sure the midichlorians are totally gone. Yes, in my mind, they're gone. Yeah, they're just... It was just a... Remember them? No, don't remember. Them and uh, Jar Jar Binks never happened. Well, now that you mentioned Jar Jar Binks, the other thing... Why I did liked... I mention Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, they didn't come down fully on i mean episode seven the force awakens was very much a uh, original trilogy like four five and six best star wars i did like the fact even though i agree with that sentiment i did like the fact that they tried to incorporate elements of 
one, two, and three in a way that was sort of more holistic. It wasn't trying to pretend like those first three or second three. It's so confusing. No, those were the first three. The, the 1990s Star Wars films, they didn't pretend like those never happened. They wove in certain things with them. Wait, what, what first three were you talking about? With the, the rat tail? Yeah. Yeah, th- those shit ones? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Those See, to me, those aren't the first ones. Those are the second. Because the first Star Wars movie to come out is, right. is the first Star That's Wars what, movie to me. I was just going to say the 90s Star Wars films instead of the 70s and 80s Star Wars films. All right, so that helps. I like the fact that they didn't pretend that they didn't happen. They They combined all of Star Wars history, including some little tiny references to like Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and some stuff about, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, which I love. I, I love that lore. Um, but it's, uh, and they're starting to flesh out kind of where the dark side's at now, now that they're the Sith, you know, because the prophecy was the Sith would be destroyed and, and that was fulfilled. But you can't kind of stamp out the dark side. So I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. But it started off with a great space battle. There were um, a couple of fantastic lightsaber battles in it, especially the one in, like, Snoke's kind of inner sanctum. That was a great lightsaber fight. And then the, the stuff on the, um, the salt planet, uh, it was beautiful. And they managed to still make that cool even though they, I mean, everybody had seen that in those trailers again and again and again and again. All right. And, you know, then... So so basically you liked it. Yeah, I mean, and it was, the reason it's called The Last Jedi is this was supposed to be Luke Skywalker's movie, right? I think that was something of a miscalculation. When you're dealing with, when you're dealing with these film franchises, you know, untimely deaths are a part of Hollywood, Planning too far in advance, be very, very careful. Because, I mean, the big problem they're in now is that episode nine was supposed to be Princess Leia, all the things, or General Leia, all the things. They can't do that anymore. All right, now now you're talking about episode nine, so let me talk now about episode eight. Okay. Generally, I liked it. I, I was generally entertained. The thing I hate, I hate seeing really great uh, Rotten Tomato scores before I go see a movie because well, it makes the- me. Uh, what do you mean? Don't look at it. How can I avoid it? Uh, it, it you don't go to Rotten like, Tomatoes. No, that's like saying have one potato chip but don't have any more. You 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 go and you check Rotten Tomatoes because you want to know is this movie generally shit or is it good? But when it's so when the re- results are so positive, you I, I I go in expecting some giant epic. It, it, like in the case of Superman Returns, that piece of shit. Uh, the the critics loved it, and I went in. And I was hoping to love it, and it was shit. In this case, I went in to see uh, The Last Jedi. I don't know what I was expecting to get, that same rush that I got from the first three movies. That see, same. I, I did in a few places. Okay, I, I, with me, I was, more and more I was thinking, this again? Honestly, it's like, you know that family member or that friend you have who comes to you and says, hey, can you lend me a little bit of money? All I need is this bit of money, and, it'll, and, and I'll be, you know, I'll be free and clear, I'll be on my feet. And then they come back three weeks later and they need more money. Honestly, you spent the first three uh, episodes, four, five, and six, defeating the Empire. Right. And episode eight, you're back to being a rabble of a resistance. You had the New Republic. You had the chance to spread free government across the universe. And the Empire is running you down. And there's as ma- I think they have as many rebels left 
they could fit on a bus to Casino Rama. See, I think that's the point. Like, that's the, the point? whole point. It's like these are obviously very inept government people. You well, only revolutionaries are not good leaders. You've got to be a real shit government to, to fall apart that quickly. Apparently in a prequel story. Well, first of all, it's, you know, Star Wars lore. This has been established from the beginning. You cannot stamp out the dark side. You cannot stamp out the light side. When you're defeating, when you think you're crushing the one, the other side comes roaring back. So I wished it would roar back. I was, I found myself, I didn't find my, uh, my, my heart in my stomach like I did with, so, with the, the episodes four, five, and six. I thought it was good, but again, it's like, I was like, really? Again, you guys, the, the, it's all, the odds are against the rebels. How do you, you know, I think they need to realize in, in, that in this universe, most planets don't give a shit. Because when General Leia asked for them to come help, None of the, the New Republic uh, planets came. I think they need to recognize that, like uh, Trump's 30%, that universe is just quite happy with an autocracy. They just don't well, care. Well it, well, it is. that. That's So what, I mean, when, you're, when you have, like, 36 rebels left and in a galaxy of billions and trillions of people, doesn't that indicate you're not really a rebellion? You're more like a loud coffee house? Well, it's a resistance. You're not, you're not resisting. When there's that few people, it's not a resistance. It's, it's an itch. But that's sort of the point. This is, this is the corner that episode nine is going to have to get itself out of. And I'm interested in that. You know what I'm interested in? Basically, look at it this way. Episodes one through three are basically the story in its, in its infancy. It's, it's toddler, whatever. Episodes four, five, and six... We're kind of represent teen years for people. Okay, but how Rebellion many, how and so many on. rebels were in those films? I mean, it wasn't more, that much. They more. didn't even have bombers. There was in, in more on Hoth than there was in that whole movie. Anyway, episodes four, five, and six were like the teenage years. I wanted to see Star Wars uh, 7, 8, and 9 be like the adult years, which is that they, they find out it's a lot harder to govern. I would be more interested seeing them trying to see, hold the government together see, and discovering how difficult it is than once again being back to being the being, resistance. You're doing the fanboy mistake, Ed. No, no, what? what? You're, you're what? a werewolf cookbooking this what? thing. Huh? What? Yeah, you're, the werewolf cookbook thing is something with, with writers where you always get this review where people go, this is a cookbook, but I like werewolves. There's no werewolves in this cookbook, one star. You're judging this based on what you think it should have been, as opposed to judging it on its merits. On its merits, it feels like something I've seen before. The cake was baked with episode seven. They decided that it was going to be rebels versus the First Order again. It's like, again, it's that guy who keeps coming here for money. It's like, okay, but, you obviously, you, you had this giant victory over the Empire, and you're back again as rabble? Dudes, you're just not cut out for government. Well, first of all, there's been a 20-year jump. And if you actually look at human history, I mean, okay, it's been a little longer than 20 years, but it's only measured in decades in our human history between flirtations with fascism. So it's not that strange. But the planets, like the New Republic planets, don't give a shit. They don't care if the First Order is taking over like the Empire. Well, they're just, they're, they're quite content to let that shit happen. It's like, dudes, you're killing yourselves for people who don't that, give a shit. See, that's why I thought the Canto Blight scene was... Who? Bite. Canto Bite. Who's um, Canto Bite? The casino planet. 
That was the name of the planet or character? About it. No, that's the name of the planet. Canto well, the, Bite? Canto Bite. Is that like Canto Bits and Bites? Yes. Every handful? Yeah. Whole new aliens. But everybody complains about that scene, but I actually thought that scene was really critical to understanding what was going on. It could have been quicker, yes. But the whole thing about the fact that these are people getting really, really rich off selling weapons to both sides, that is a real indicator of why sort of a free and democratic society keeps collapsing. The, the 1% of the 1% keep profiting off of war. And so they're going to keep start. And I guarantee you, a lot of those people are like the multi-galactic corporations that have the power to topple governments and keep this stuff fighting. I mean, don't, don't forget, a lot of resistances do end up being quasi-fascistic when they start ruling because they don't have anybody that knows how to govern. And the council was literally blown up. There isn't a lot of leadership, and, and there, there, were, there was a really critical element of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, that talked about, like, the, the idea of mentorship and, and passing the torch and letting the next generation make their mistakes. And, you know, I, Leia's, in a lot of ways, a better teacher than Luke. I mean, okay, Leia... Well, yeah, trained... because she's actually there around people well, and not on an island with, with porgs and, and those other aliens. Well, he the, just pulled a Yoda. The ones with the four breasts that give him milk and stuff he, like he that. He just pulled a Yoda, but, you know... Well, okay, Yoda saw the entire Jedi Order fall. Okay, I understand why he's hiding away on a planet. Luke the was entire... tortured multiple times. Uh, wah, wah. He goes, he winds up... Uh, wah, wah. wah, wah. He winds up uh, uh, not teaching, you know, losing Ben Solo. Okay, so he's that, like, I'm going to run away. That is his sister's kid, okay? You don't know you have a sister. Can you get over it after a while? Life. You don't just get over something like that. I mean, that... that, that planet he's on he's living on this one island that's not very big it's like not even as big as st Catharines, and he's there's no one else there but we don't what, know how big it is well you saw it from the air it wasn't very big what the hell was the guy do he would have gone insane alone there for all those years on a planet with nothing to do it sounds pretty re- great to me i have a food supply i can get by everybody can go away no, I think he would have gone nuts. He's got porgs. He's got the milk critters. Who's he it's talking to? The milk the critters porgs. and the porgs? The porgs. There's not much conversation with the porgs. I mean, he spent most of his young life talking to aliens who talk like blah, 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 and dwar- uh, bots that are like, <laughs> so, I mean, talking to porgs is pretty much the same. All right. Now, you mentioned the casino scene. I saw that and I thought, this it, it felt like it was a forced thing, like we have to have some kind of a, multiple alien location well, scene in every okay. movie. That's the it, action movie thing where you have to change the playset. There is an expectation. Audiences have such short attention spans that in action movies, blockbusters are now like giant music videos. At a certain point, you have to have a change of scenery or the audience is going to get bored. There was no change of scenery in Rogue One. There was no casino. Wait, there I, was. No, I there was wasn't. Not, I was not a fan. Yeah, there was a casino in Rogue I just One. found that there was nothing really to this casino. It was simply put there what, for visuals. What's her name? The lady with the goggles. Uh, um, Maz Kanata? Yeah, she ran. That, I can't believe I know that name. Yeah, she ran. Oh, my ran Lord, what's a, happened to me? She ran a gambling okay, establishment. Well, I thought that the I looked at the casino. I thought, this again? I did like that it gave. Wait, was uh, that in Rogue One? 
They're all blurring together. That no, would have been an episode seven. Uh, I don't know. Oh, episode seven was Maz Kanata, yeah. not Rogue One. I uh, was not a fan of Rogue One. I liked Rogue I, One. I was with it. Well, I was kind of with it right until the last ten minutes. And I felt, I felt like the last ten minutes were forced. Now, had you had a big drink before you went in and were the last ten minutes possibly affected no. by your bladder nearly, nearly bursting? No, it wasn't that. It's that you can't sell toys to kids when you blow up the toy. Well, I don't like movies that exist solely to sell toys to kids. Except that's what Star Wars is. And besides, don't kids, when they get their action figures, blow them up, put them in a microwave, the toaster, all this shit? I did get a cat's eye marble stuck in the bottom of my R2-D2 action figure when I was a kid and could not get it out. That would be like R2-D2 trying to pass a dry stool. Yeah, yeah, it was stuck in there for ages. Now, speaking of R2-D2... Thankfully, he's in the movie. Yeah, I like He's it. not in it a lot, but he's in it but in he, an important has, spot. Well, there's so many characters, nobody's in it a lot. C-3PO is in it more. Little, he, well, no. Yeah, I he is. I remember one scene with C-3PO. I there remember. was quite a lot where he was fussing around, and uh, there, the, he was in there a lot, and I don't mind that. But BB-8, if you're looking for who was the hero oh, of this BB-8's movie, the best. clearly BB-8 saves their ass in every circumstance. The movie would not have moved towards any kind of positive conclusion Without BB-8. Yeah. BB-8 was, honestly, the biggest hero and, in the whole movie. Forget Poe really Dameron, funny. forget Finn, that's forget really Mark Hamill. Sorry, Luke Skywalker. Because haters on the internet say no character advanced the plot except for the Jedis. And I think that's totally wrong. What do you mean advanced the plot? Like Moved it along? Well, you know, you know the, the, the wannabe film critic go-to is the movie had no plot. And they're doing that with that. Is the plot was ridiculous? And um, no it's one Star invents, Wars. Yeah, but it's no all one ridiculous. The plot, but R- Kylo Ren, because all the pathetic fan- fanboys online love Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. You're not oh. supposed to love Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is a loser. He is basically the equivalent of a loser and kid in school. You know who he is? He's, he's that Eric, kid. He's Eric Trump. No, to me, he's that kid, Dylan Klebold, who uh, in Columbine went and he was a loser and then took his anger and went and shot everybody. No, but hear me out. This is why I say he's like Eric Trump or maybe Donald Trump Jr. Or maybe even Jared Kushner. No, he's not. Kushner might actually be the... the, He comes from a, a massive and yet quite checkered family legacy. You know, your grandfather is the biggest bad the galaxy's ever seen, right? But he's also the most powerful Jedi the galaxy's ever seen. But your uncle was this hero who you got twisted against and screwed over. And he's trying to be something he's not because he feels like his family legacy means he must be that. And remember, it doesn't fit. Remember what I said earlier? Wah, wah. He is a whiny little pussy. But but that's why Kylo think- Ren, who who throughout the movie, he's one of those guys. that's like I want you to call me. I want you know a, a nickname. I want I want you to call, you call me, me Chief. Ace. Yeah, yeah, I want you to call me Ace, and no one calls him Ace. Yeah. It's like that. He picked. He's got this name, Kylo Ren. Throughout the movie, he's Ben Solo. Yeah. So he's such a loser that nobody will even call him by the name, he, the, the badass name he wants to be called but by. But I think that's the point. He's a whiny. Petulant loser. Yeah. Um, he looks like a loser. He's uh, he's throughout the movie. He can't control his temper. Yeah. He's just he's that kid who's still trying to piss off his parents by dressing goth. Yep. Yeah. You know, and 
he, there's no menace to him. But that's deliberate. He's just, when he became the supreme, the supreme commander, or whatever. He he carried no majesty, but nothing. He's I a like whiny that. little bitch. No, but I like that because the problem with episodes one, two, and three, where they tried to introduce new villains, and none of them, except for General Grievous, none of them quite stuck. Well, one of them got cut in half. In the, he didn't in the, die though. He he came he back. Die. Yeah, yeah, Darth Maul apparently being cut in half is just a flesh wound. Well, because he, he was so strong with the dark side, which means there's a possibility Snoke's not dead either. Snoke was a stupid character. I you know people are saying it's great that they didn't give his whole backstory, but without it, he was just a, he just looked exactly like uh, uh, what's his name uh, the Emperor. With well, the same skin condition, just a little more lanky. You, you, you kind of know all you really need to know. I Rian would rather Johnson be a non-humanoid just, type. Uh, well, he isn't. He isn't human. No, I'd rather you know that hammerhead alien guy, or like I'd like him to be like a really a Gamorrean guard-looking alien. Well, I would like a real alien to be in charge of of what is the now the new empire, what, not a guy who looks like the last guy. What I found interesting is he's got that like, you know. He's like one of the dwarves in The Hobbit. He's got that, like, axe wound through the top of his head, and half of his face is, like, burned or caved in or something like that. You know stuff's happened to this guy. I thought that was an interesting filmmaking technique that they don't give it to you. You can tell your own story, which I also thought was another theme of the movie. You know, the fact that they even had those kids playing with, like, homemade action figures of Luke Skywalker. That was my favorite. The entire movie, my favorite scene was the last one, with those kids recounting the legend of Luke Skywalker and being inspired. The, the whole series could end there for me, and that would be a poignant uh, okay, leave-off. That was my favorite part of the entire movie. But that's the mark of a good movie. It left you satisfied. You can say if there was no more was. Star Wars. Yeah, but the way they left it, endings are the hardest part of a film. Well, I don't know. Uh, okay, Mark Hamill was great as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I thought that the humor that was introduced into the film worked. Especially since we know that Mark Hamill was not on board with the direction they took for the character. Spectacular acting. He it was is, great. It is so hard when you're not connecting, when you're like, this doesn't make sense to me. It is so hard to then become a servant of the work and, and put in the performance he did when he wasn't understanding where they were going with it. That's the mark of a really brilliant actor. And, I mean, it's great that he finally got an opportunity to show what he can do. Well, I, uh, I thought that the, uh, the humor put in there by, I don't know who wrote the script, but uh, the humor by the script writers... Yeah, Rian Johnson's team did. He started well, it. They, the humor that was in there worked as opposed to in the Justice League, where it's very clearly, and now a Joss Whedon moment. See, some people hated the humor. Well, okay, they're the same people who think that Kylo Ren is the coolest. I, losers. I had a guy Fan on boy, angry losers. I had a guy on Twitter told me he wanted to walk out after the first 30 minutes. And Good part go. of it was that, you know, holding for General Hux... That thing. That made me, I thought like, that was funny. You're, yeah. it, it, and then that guy is forgetting episode four when Han Solo was dressed as a stormtrooper right. and they were holding that uh, that control area and he was trying to fake 
a communication with one of the with you know one of the, the people on the other end, and when the person realized yeah. that, who, wait a minute, what yeah. code is that? Who is this? Yeah. And he shot the console. That's right. That's right. That's the same damn thing as what happened here. That's right. I thought it w- worked. I liked the fact that there was uh, humor in it. Uh, I thought uh, Chewie didn't do a whole lot. Except eat a pork. Oh, that was you know. That made me very unhappy. That was the one thing I'm like, you didn't have to do it. You yeah. could have got to the little pork going without killing two of them. I was like, oh my god! That's Wait, there like was killing. two of them dead. Yeah. Oh, what? He had two of them. Yeah. Oh, I only saw the one. Yeah. yeah it was awful. That one was still roasting, and he had the other one, and I was like, ah. That's like that. That would be the equivalent in Return of the Jedi of. Them roasting Ewoks. Well, they did. Ewoks did get roasted. No, they got like, killed yeah. in battle. They didn't get uh, killed as game yeah. and roasted to be eaten. I thought that was unnecessarily cruel. Yeah. And you see all the porgs around, terribly. That's my uncle Irv. Yeah. Like I thought it was just awful. If any, if anything in any movie ever will turn you into a vegetarian. It's this scene with Chewbacca and the porgs. Because after that, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to eat animals ever. I, I already don't really eat animals, so I don't know. But have it, that, that is the, no preaching involved, no Al Gore, nothing. That scene made me think, you know, maybe vegetarianism is a good well, idea. You know what did it to me as a tangent? You know that, that scene, Les Poissons, Les Poissons, how I love Les Poissons, from The Little Mermaid? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was I was trying to place where the hell that yeah, was in the movie. He was violently hacking the heads off fish and things yeah. like that. That put me off fish for a good two years couldn't how about putting you off of butchers well they were the ones the other guy was wielded the axe yeah but there's people well he's a chef but there are people who do it because it's the food chain and then there are people who enjoy murdering and then i found out like fish have almost no higher brain function it's like all right no problem but well then neither do most of the people on twitter well, that's true. So we, um, can we do a movie where somebody's singing and hacking their heads that off? That would be awesome. No, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People so get upset about that da- stuff. Daisy Ridley as Ray. She was she was much better in this movie than she was in, in Episode 7. I didn't have a problem with her. In, actually, I liked her better in Episode 7. No. I thought no. she had more to do and there was, she, there was she more was, spirit. She, she carried pushing, Episode 7 better. She was pushing the spunky too much. In episode seven, in this one, she calmed down. I think because Mark Hamill is so good, I noticed that you know, being able to work with Mark Hamill made her better. Being able to work with Carrie Fisher made Oscar Isaac's better. He was great. In well, he's a great actor altogether. But even then, even based on the other stuff I've seen, he was really good. Like they're finding their feet. Uh, John Boyega is not quite there yet. See, I disagree. I thought he was great. I thought that with the very little they gave him, he did a lot. He's See, he is one of the characters, maybe of all the new characters for you, me. We came out of the movie and I said, oh, they finally gave him a purpose. What was his purpose? You didn't catch it. His purpose? Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as a, a purpose as a character. As far as a motivation. His, but I, I knew his motivation. He wanted to help the, uh, he wanted to help the rebellion. But I find the maybe it's his portrayal. I don't know what it was. Of all the new characters, he stood out for me as sort of an uh, iconic character, as an epic character, like the characters from episodes uh, four through six. Well, I don't. I would not be excited to see a movie starring uh, uh, Ray. I just don't. I just don't oh, there's think. There's not enough to her. No, there's nothing. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing there. I I would not be interested in a movie where she takes Prince takes over the role like that Luke Skywalker had. 
there's just, there's, like you said, there's not enough there. I don't think she's a bad actress, Daisy Ridley. I just think the character is more of a device yeah. than a character. And that forced Skyping that but, they were doing. Oh, that was overused. The editing was slick, but it was almost too slick. But the thing about Finn is he's a new type of character in Star Wars, which is why it's harder for him to fit in because we know Poe Dameron is the flyboy in kind of the Han Solo mode. Daisy Ridley is... She gave her... They gave her some of Han Solo's role, but she's mostly, you know, the Jedi in it. There was no turned stormtrooper before, and that's new. It's. I, I just feel that there... I would see a movie... Uh, about about Finn, with Finn leading it. I would see that. And you know, this movie really missed Han Solo. The movie really, there was a, there was a giant gaping maw that we, we didn't have Han Solo. I didn't miss him. I missed him. Uh, I have never been a really big um, Han Solo you're, wait, you're fan to, girl. What? What? You don't have to be a fan girl, just a fan. No. I, I always thought... love Han Solo. I don't like Harrison Ford's emotional detachment. He's Harrison Ford in everything he's in. Are you talking about that scene where he was in Carbonite? Was he too detached for you there, his acting? Well, it, it was pretty much like, what's the difference? That was the most facial expression he usually shows, right? The, uh, when he's, it, Harrison Ford is overrated. And he that is, but I love I Han Solo. he's a good actor. Yeah, all guys love Han Solo. And I'm you know, hoping, here's the thing about Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo is an asshole. Yes, I'm sorry. But he also winds up screwing up so ladies, many times because of his arrogance. But ladies, if you tell a guy you love them and he just says, I know, dump his ass and move on to someone better. Because look what happened. Yeah, they had a kid who turned into a whiny little pussy. Well, and the implication was that it's because his father was sort of, it sounds like both of his parents were actually quite distracted. But, oh, you know. Oh, poor, poor, poor little Ben Solo. No, that's. That's wah, kind of an important thing. Wah, wah. But, oh, wait. Wah, wah, wah. But it's okay for Han Solo to be an asshole? No, what I liked about him is that he always stepped on his own tie. He, he was so arrogant, he always screwed things up because he was so overconfident and cocky. I loved seeing him stumble around but, fucking up his own plans. That was the whole point. He was like the 1970s male, and Princess Leia was the 1970s woman taking him down a few pegs. Like, nowadays, that would be considered hashtag feminism, and everybody would go crazy. But that was what movies did back in the 1970s. And they still and didn't, 80s. in this movie, explain that inter- interaction between uh, Wino, uh, Whiny Wren and uh, Han Solo when he killed Han Solo. That interaction where uh, basically Han Solo is giving him the okay to kill him and Kylo Ren looks at Han Solo and says, thank you. And then like, there was something going on there. There was uh, a communication see, I, I there have my that we don't know about. And I hope that they touch on that in the next movie because you can't just leave that open. It's too much of a, what the fuck are you well, saying? What's by, going on here? By fate, because J.J. Abrams ended up doing episode nine because the other guy bailed, um, he'll be able to actually because it was vague there was an opening there was something it, it was clear that there was something more going on than we knew as the audience well, see, and that's fine as long as you tell me later what the fuck that was I mean, kylo ren's not sith because there are no sith but they're borrowing a lot from sith training and sith training the reason 
I, I forget what the name was in the, uh, in the original continuity. They blanked out and almost did the exact same thing. Because Han Solo and Princess Leia's kid, I believe, kill Mara Jade, which is Luke Skywalker's wife in the books that now didn't happen. But now it's he was it's all the same thing. He just he kills Han Solo instead. But the whole idea is you have to kill someone close to you to cut yourself off from that kind of human connection. To, to continue towards the dark side. Yeah. And there's no way that Han Solo would have given himself over to be killed that way if he knew that in order to get him closer to the dark side. He would only have done it if he thought that it helped his son well, possibly break free from the, the dark thing. side. You, and I don't get it yet. You do not see in that scene who turns on the lightsaber. No, you don't. And I think it's very likely, you do too, that it yeah. was Han Solo turned the lightsaber on and killed himself. You know, you know why else I think it's possible? Because Kylo Ren always lies about killing. Did you notice he said that uh, Ray killed Snoke? Yes. So it's possible he's taking credit for killing his father when he didn't because he couldn't kill his mother. Yeah, I don't think he did. I, 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 you know, I would love in the next movie if if within the first 30 seconds he was vaporized into a pile of dust. But if he actually didn't kill Han Solo, then that means that Han Solo actually ended up saving his son, which would be a nice redemption of the character. Well, he meant that by killing himself... yeah. He's a pretty big asshole. Uh, yeah. They yeah. I think that yeah, if he killed himself, it means that he prevented his son from being able That's right. to go fully to the dark side. That's right. Uh and that would make sense. Yeah. And I'd be fine with that. I don't think you can take Kylo Ren back as a Jedi because he's a fucking murderer and a lunatic. Well with his except, temper tantrums. Except Luke did redeem Anakin Skywalker, the reason Anakin was a force ghost is because he was redeemed. Yeah, I thought that was a load of shit, too. He kills, he literally blows up planets and tortures people, and because he throws the Emperor down down the well, all of a sudden that's all forgiven? That's a little bit, that's a little, a little, yeah, a little Christian for me. That, you know, oh, all those people you killed, no problem, because you you did one good deed in your whole misbegotten life. I thought that was bullshit. But overall... I did like the movie. Except you found everything possible to complain about. These were things I was disappointed with, but I also realize it is not possible for a new for another Star Wars movie to really ever put me in the place that uh, episode okay. 4, 5, you're and 6 were. Me, you're telling me after how many years finally seeing Princess Leia use the Force, that wasn't awesome? It was good. But here's what I'm saying. That the reason that no st- movie after 4, 5, and 6 could ever hit me the same way as 4, 5, and 6 is because 4, 5, and 6 were completely new. They were just world-building. Okay, and but, so I'm never going to get that sense of discovery and, and, and you know, exploring the same way because now I, understand, I know the world's different. So I'm ne- it's never going to be brand new to me. Except, come on, that, mo- that scene with Yoda and Luke together again, but Luke's old now, and it's like, that, that didn't hit you? I did like that scene. Yeah. Like, I thought that scene, there were scenes that had great poignancy in everything that was new, you didn't like. I thought that basically every part of the Luke Skywalker story was really good. I thought that that was really, that, that story I thought was the freshest uh, out of it. It was a complete 
re do over of Dagobah in The Empire Strikes Back. Not completely. But it was. Not it was similar, but not completely. It was Lucas Yoda. They even use similar. Don't take like, away the scenes I like. Framing. But I, this is the thing. You say you want new, but the thing you liked the most was the stuff that was the most similar to The Empire Strikes Back. No, the stuff that was most similar to The Empire Strikes Back is the Rebellion being back on their heels again. See, I thought one of my favorite scenes, just from a pure badassery thing, was the standoff at the end between Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker. I thought that was really well done. The well, little tells they put in, and the fact that they used the cliche of bombarding them with lasers, you know at the end he's going to be there. But whereas Alec Guinness would have just stood there looking noble, you know, Luke Skywalker's Luke Skywalker, and he just does the, you know, dirt but, off the shoulder. Yeah. That was a nice moment. Oh, I thought that, I thought they treated Luke Skywalker with great respect. It's not the, it's not the future for him that I would like to, I would like like for him to have had a better future well, than I'm he still, had. I'm still but, mad that they nixed the relationship with Mara Jade. Yeah, I would prefer. I would have preferred to see yeah. that. I would have because uh, that was sort of my U-shaped box into the Star Wars universe. Mara Jade was a character I felt was more like me because she was scrappier, but she wasn't from noble birth the way Princess Leia was. Like there, uh, the Ro the introduction of Rose in this. I like that they're finally. Uh, introducing a female character who doesn't look like Carrie Fisher, but actually has a face. I mean, Phasma was a nothing. She's I couldn't believe Maul. Phasma. Yeah. She, they, they made such a big deal about her, and they said, oh, in this next movie, she's going to get a lot more I time. I think it got cut. And all that's, she's just a cool-looking suit in the end. We knew it was like in the Return of the Jedi when Boba Fett just they, they yeah. activate his rocket pack and he goes falls down the Sarlacc. You're like, what? That's that's the no, epic it, showdown. Yeah, I mean, it was more like Darth Maul to me, where there were all. Well, I guess Boba Fett was the same way that there were all those teasers and who is this guy? Oh, he's so cool. And then, yeah, all that was cool about Phasma in the end was. She had a silver spacesuit. Yeah, she's been used in, in tie-in stories, like comic books and things like that, but... I mean, it was good that... Uh, I liked the fight she had with Finn, and I thought Rose... Rose was a really good new character, yeah. and I hope she lives. Yeah. Um, she's the first Asian you know, character you know, in Star the, Wars. That was a uh, sour note to me. The fact that she's in love with Finn... First of all, it was sort of fan worship, though. Well, if you first think about all, how she first meets him, but I also think that kind of you know she'd be more into Ray than Finn. But why do you think she'd be a lesbian? I just the gaydar goes. Because she why. dressed, because she dressed, no, kind of no, rugged. It's just one of those things. There's nothing you can put your finger on. It's just kind of there. Like I thought at first, I didn't know that token around her neck was her sister. I thought, oh, it's her girlfriend. Like I just kind of assumed that, um, but. That didn't work for me. Well, you know what I I like the uh, was it Benicio del Toro. Yeah, people yeah. hate him. I thought his character holds a lot of promise going forward because he reminds me of a slightly more cold-hearted Han Solo in it for himself. I I think people are not giving that character a chance because people complain that oh look for the guy the wording. 
on that kind of prophecy thing. So you know how in Star Wars prophecies, it's always this will not turn out the way you think it will. Right. Right. Like winning a lottery. Yeah. What she said was, look for the guy with the crimson whatever. Yeah. You'll find your floater. Yeah. She didn't actually say, I don't believe that he'd be wearing it. So if you simply looking for that guy with the flower will lead you to the guy you Which need. Which it did. Well, I guess it did, but that entire mission failed. Yeah. I mean, it but... was, talk about, it's interesting because most movies like this don't show, they don't take all that time building up to a mission to have it completely fail. I and think... they did in two missions in this movie. But that, that was the whole point. That failed. I liked it. I thought, okay, they're not showing that it's always miraculously going to win. Poe Dameron, his his daring oh, do he, it and he his command. Up bad. He, he, he he had he he got the uh, the bomber fleet killed. He took yeah. you know, he, he he committed mutiny and in the end his plan didn't work. It was it was depending upon far too many variables. But... And I thought all right, that's kind of cool that it didn't actually just miraculously pull out of nowhere. But what a great bit of character development. Like, they can really evolve him based on that. You you don't just forget getting that many people killed, you know? The Rebel fleet got wiped out because of him. Yeah. It was the wrong call. Yeah, there's, there like, basically at the end, the resistance, there's enough resistance to, to get in a VW van. Yeah. Well, they're all in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the Resistance fits in the Millennium Falcon along with Porgs. But I think that's, that's great. That's not a Resistance. Because that was Star Wars. It was the Millennium Falcon. Except that there was always a bigger rebel structure that existed outside the Millennium Falcon. This there's no there's no rebel structure. You're not rebels. You're just malcontents. Before, when there's only like 12 of you, you're not rebels. You're malcontents. Well, they are. But before I forget... I don't think that whole casino scene went like went up to failure. That entire casino thing was designed so that BB-8 could pwn a guy with coins. BB-8 was so good. I yeah. love when he was rolling around and you could hear it rattling in him. And then it, it was like, what are we gonna do? Like, and oh then, yeah, you know, like well, BB-8 it was so is so cute. BB-8, BB-8 is really just R2D2 round. Except he's not. It's interesting because he has more joy to him. Yeah. R2-D2 is more cynical. He's constantly swearing. Yeah. And, you know, you get this, those, like, every time he does that, you get the sense he's, like, using a really bad droid word. Now, uh, at the conclusion here, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Where the fuck is Lando? Billy D. Williams is still alive. Get him while he's still alive. I wanted Lando to be the code breaker. I wanted to be a giant surprise. Where is the hell... Nien, not a code breaker. Nien Nub was in this movie. Nien Nub was in this movie. Okay, and he survived. But where is Lando? I want to okay, see Admiral Billy Akbar D. Admiral Akbar didn't. No. Admi- so you gotta save some characters. You know. You can't when somebody's as old as Billy D. Williams. Well, how old? How old is he? I don't know. Ninety. I don't think he's that old. I don't know. He was doing malt liquor ads in the 70s, I think. So I want to see Lando come back. Because yeah, Lando could be badass. But Lando became a general one. in the rebellion. You know, and then in the New Republic, he would have probably gone and run another planet like Bespin or something like that. I want to see Lando. The next movie, I, unless, he's, unless he dies between now and then, I want to see Lando. That's a character that is missing, that there's but no see, excuse. Lando could come in now... As a bankroller, because he's very, very rich. 
he could bankroll a resurgent rebellion. Why would he? No planets are interested. I'd leave them to the... You know what? All you planets, fuck you. Because, Ed, it's the biggest roll of the dice ever, and Lando's a gambler. He lost the Millennium Falcon. That makes complete sense. You could do it. Like, he lost the Millennium Falcon in a... In a... What is it? uh, Sabacc, I think. Yeah, but a particular form of Sabacc that uses dice as as well. Now you're getting way Uh, too fanboy on me. that was the dice. That was the dice. I know it was dice. dice. I thought Sabacc played with dice. I don't know what the game is. No, it's a card game usually, but there's variants throughout the galaxy. I was so glad not to know this before this moment. But, uh, uh, like, and then he won Cloud City gambling. I, so this is the biggest, like, this is the big score for him. Okay. Now tell me this. Next movie is supposed to cap off the second trilogy. Can you really see a way that a rebellion where there's not enough uh, members to make a minion uh, could effectively overthrow or roll back the power of the First Order yeah. within one movie? Yeah. How? In Return of the Jedi, they did it with teddy bears and sticks. But there was still a big, a larger structure of rebels. There was more rebels, and there was planets that wanted okay. to re- join the rebellion. Here's how you do it, okay? Bobby Ewing comes out of the shower nope. at the beginning of uh, episode nine. No, nope. hear me out. They've set it up. Admiral Akbar comes out of the shower. That's possible. But hear me out, Ed. They've set it up. What's the big weakness in the First Order now? Leadership. Right. Cut off the head of the snake, the snake dies. But General Hux will be the leader, and he's pretty badass. No, he's terrible. Well, I thought he was pretty ruthless. He got a dreadnought blown up just because he was dumb and gullible. He can't even... He can't coup Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren is a loser. The problem is it's a divided power structure. They showed them fighting. It, there's no single head. You could play those guys off each other. You could get Hux to defect. No. It's possible. I just, you know what? I think I'm going to have a hard time rooting for the I, rebels I next time. I never understand. I just because, like, sense. guys, you just can't fucking govern. So I have a hard time. Like, again, you want to do the same? You want me to, to pour myself out and get invested emotionally in another rebellion that you're going to fuck up? I just hope, like, maybe the Porgs will fight. In this way, because you imagine I would see. the porgs like flying and dropping things on all their heads, and the porgs I are like, the, eh! and, I love and, the porgs, oh, and so uh, cute. Uh, but I am really looking forward to the new trilogy by Ryan Johnson because that was it's why new. I, uh, it's, it's new. new. Because I liked uh, Rogue One because they didn't have to stick to certain story beats Except the same way. They did they knew where it was ending? I loved that those was characters. My big problem. I really I loved the characters in Rogue One. What was the name of one of the characters in Blind Rogue One? Jedi Fellow? Precisely, you don't remember any and other And the robot, names. the IG-88 type robot. But you don't remember his name. No, but he was cool. Yeah, but you don't remember and, any of their names. And the names. guy who was made of, like, spare parts. But you don't know their names, Ed. That's the mark of some writing problems in that movie. It's a mark of I don't buy names. action figures anymore, otherwise I would know their names. You should know the name of a character in a movie you sat through. It didn't matter. It was the Princess Leia type character, the Han Solo type character, the HK-47 type character. Like, it. they were all... I think that was actually his name was Blind Kinda Jedi Guy. Yeah, see... I think that was actually I, his name. Yeah, like... And, there know, was a, his, he and had they a were, really weird name. And they were gay. 
Yeah. That was the first gay but in uh, Star you Wars. you don't remember anybody's name. No, but I thought they were cool characters. But you don't remember anybody's name. I'm terrible with names. But Admiral Faces Akbar... Faces are great, but names I'm Admiral terrible. Admiral Akbar, you remember his name, first of all, because his name is Admiral Akbar. But also, he just did, it's a trap, and fell into our hearts forever. They well, were not good at establishing this character, because they weren't gonna. They knew they were just gonna kill everybody, which they didn't have to. Those characters could have escaped to some remote planet. Hey, you know what? I like the movie The Magnificent Seven. I still can't tell you the names of those characters. Yul Brynner. Right. And other but that, six. But that's not, that's not a, that's not a uh, franchise where the names of these characters are shorthands for states of being. The problem is they weren't distinct enough. If they just made whatever the heck her name is, what was it, like Jewel or something like that? The the Princess Leia character. In the, the main in, smuggler, the main whatever her name Rogue, was. Yeah. Her name was Lady. Yeah, Lady. Yeah. Uh, let's call her Penelope. All right. Uh, but you should have at least remembered her name. And you don't. Yeah, I don't really remember any of their names. Yeah, because they didn't want anybody to get too attached, because you're never going to see them again. I, that was no, my issue No, they could do with, a prequel of that prequel. That was my issue with Rogue One. It, it was somewhat heartless. By the way, uh, I thought that if they'd known that Carrie Fisher was going, you know, <laughs> if they'd known she was going to die, um, I, thought, I think that if they'd given her... The farewell they gave Laura Dern's character would have been really okay. fitting. I, I, uh, Jin, that was her name. I looked it up. See, terrible name. Jin? Jin Urso in Rogue One. Terrible name. Why is it a terrible name? Terrible. Go, gin it and sounds, tonic. It sounds you... like a, yeah, it sounds like a drink. Jin Urso. Not good. But, uh, the, um, I thought the send-off, actually, they gave Carrie Fisher. I was sitting there going, <laughs> I was like that porg watching watching Chewie eat his Don't talk <laughs> about that scene. But when it's the scene with Luke and Leia, and he says to her, no one's really gone. I don't know how they could have written a better send-off knowing that she was not going to be around for another movie. Like, it was, first of all, it's, it's so easy. Sorry, phone. Um, fucking telemarketer. Yeah. Fucking one eight seven seven number. Fucking yeah. telemarketer. It's so easy to Fuck explain you. what happens to her, right? Because she was not a hundred percent at the end. No, she was still badly wounded from you know she being got in space. Freaking spaced. Yeah. Right. There's no guarantee she survives that long term. That could have left her permanently weakened, and just she it's gonna never It's going to be kind of sad recovers. to come back and say, oh, Princess Leia, she's not here. Well, it was but like... they've said they're not going to use stuff in the, in the final movie. They, I mean, they could do I know, but it's, just, it's, it's like this character's so epic. For her to die off screen, well, that was very rude of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> well, she's not the most polite person in the world. Did you hear that Carrie Fisher recognized her at a screening? Like, yeah, his ears perked up? Yeah, a little, little dog. That's horrible. That poor little dog got tortured. I want to see it again because I missed the Gary Fisher cameo in the, in the Canto I'll fight, see it so. again, but I'm going to cover my eyes during that Chewbacca scene with the porgs. Oh, that I don't was want. Just, I don't want to see that. That's a mistake. I can, I can get behind, thing, but I just think of what that would have done to me when I was a kid. I would have been so upset. I would have hated Chewbacca forever. Yeah. 
Uh, For kids, it's not a great thing to see. No, that was... You make these characters that are uh, designed to appeal to kids, Uh, and then they're lunch. For most of the movie, I felt like Rian Johnson wasn't fighting the material. That he wasn't trying to show he could do a serious Star Wars film. No, he just wanted to make a Star Wars film, right? That was one moment that I felt like he looked at that movie as a serious filmmaker, putting in a little bit of grit, as opposed to what overall he did, which was looking at that movie like an eight-year-old boy who wants to be able to use the force. It was, I, mean, I thought it was terrible. It's like those horrible, you see those, those stickers they put for the back of cars where uh, the coyote is holding the severed head of the roadrunner yeah. and blood's dropping. Yeah, it's like... It's- it's like it's the that same didn't kind of advance. People... That scene did not advance the movie one bit. It could have been excised. Well, and... he could have been ready to cook him, right? Or they're in a cage behind it, or something like that. And, and all, he lets him go. And he looks down, and, and he could he have let, done the yeah, exact same job. Yeah, they, I, I, it's, I, I'm having trouble sleeping because of that scene. Yeah, that that was a mistake. Yeah, that was a legit mistake. There are only two like legit mistakes. Unlike in episode seven, where because J.J. Abrams messed up, like Leia snubs Chewie in the reunion scene. Like, did you notice they give they give each other a big hug in this one because they screwed that up in the last one? Well, uh, I'm looking forward to whatever. I think the next movie that's going to come out is the Han Solo. Uh... Uh, prequel. Yeah, no one's quite sure what's going on with that. Ron Howard took it over and practically reshot the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I trust Ron Howard since. I, I do, but they are going to be on a really compacted uh, marketing schedule on that because they never stack trailers. Believe, okay, this blew my mind when I read this. They never run a trailer for the next Star Wars movie during the current Star Wars movie. Well, usually it's because they have no footage. No. Because they don't film the next one No, it's not that. It's that they don't want to confuse audiences. Well, people are pretty stupid. Because they promote Pixar movies before they have any footage. They do their their animation test. The first thing you see for a Pixar film has nothing to do with the movie. It's just, oh, there's Jack-Jack being cute, right? Um, They don't show it. Because apparently audiences don't understand that that's for a different movie. So why are you showing me a commercial for the movie I'm already seeing? That's like what happens when you watch shows on demand. They During the commercial breaks for the show you're yeah. watching is a commercial for the show you're watching. Yeah, but they don't understand it's a new movie. And so they don't want to step on that. But that movie's out in May. Oh, good. I don't have to wait long to see another one. Yeah. Here's the thing that's very interesting to me. Um, Ron Howard is directing the Han Solo movie. Ron Howard, his first uh, breakout role at, yeah. in, in, in movies, like his first breakout role after Andy Griffith yeah. was in American Graffiti. Yeah. He was cast and directed by George, by George Lucas. Lucas. So yeah. it's like, you know, Kevin Bacon degrees kind of thing. So it's interesting how that, that all connects. But that's a nice little thing. I think Ron Howard will do a good job with that movie. I didn't like the original choice, but it's still going to be a Franken film. I wish that you know? they had got uh, DJ Catrona, the actor DJ Catrona, yeah. to play uh, uh, Han Solo. And if they do an Indiana Jones, they got to get... the Look, guys, if you haven't watched From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV series, it's worth it. Yeah. The first couple episodes are touch slow, and then it just sucks you right in. The writing is great. The acting is great. 
you really should. And DJ Katrona is so much but, a Harrison Ford type, a, a young Harrison see, Ford, Han Solo, Indiana Jones. Because he didn't Jones. get the young Han Solo, he's still in the running to be new Batman, which I think that would be great. Is he? Well, they're going to recast. Yeah, it's going to be Affleck, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? probably. I don't think uh, that'll be another Clooney. You can't have hob- you can't have Hobbit eyes on Batman. Well, they want to put uh, John Hamm would like to be in it. I could see him. Apparently, doing he's it. got his own bat pole. That's, if you believe the that's rumors, that's the one I'm more excited about. Jake Gyllenhaal? No, Hall, no, no, Hall. no, no, Hall, no whatever. Team. No, no, you don't have Hobbit eyes on Batman. You know that the, was the problem with George Clooney. His eyes were too big. You know the other rumor? Well, also he was in a movie that was shit. Um, the other rumor I heard, you know, the other rumor who they're looking at for Batman? Al Franken. All right, and uh, what? that's uh, no, not that's not real. I don't even understand it. Okay, uh, it was just to try to get you to pause. What? All right, that was, um, no, you don't do that. So Liana is found at at Red Liana K. Yep. And your YouTube channel is called uh, Red uh, Liana K. Okay. And I'm at, at Ed the Sock and the real Ed the Sock uh, Facebook page. And then and, you watch Lady Bits. And watch Lady Bits. I uh, show everybody my Lady Bits once a month. That's right. That's right. She brings out her Lady Bits and shows them to the camera. Yep. Makes them all pretty. Um, and also watch People us. People are going to be so disappointed now when they find out that's not porn. Uh, uh, no, why did you tell them? Well, because blah, blah, I don't want... Roll it back. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want somebody you. to go tell my mother I'm doing porn. All right. Um, and then... Really? Even with all the photoshops out there? Um, and watch, uh, Leanne and I are both on Ed the Sock Lives, which is on uh, my Facebook page, Facebook uh, slash ed.thesock, uh, every Thursday at 9 o'clock or thereabouts. All right. And you can also find it on YouTube at the FU Network uh, website. Wow. It's mm, a finish lot. we must. Yes. All right. Uh, Leanna, thank you for your opinions. Overall, you really like the Star Wars movie. And the further I get from it, the more I actually like it, too. Liked it? I did. Yeah, I did. Li- I would recommend people see it, but cover your kid's eyes during that Hurt scene with are. Chewbacca and the, and the porks. Don't let them watch it. You'll be paying for therapy for years. Oh, All right. young sock. Uh, do you have a sign-off you want to use? May the force be with you. All right, I'll let that be the, be the end. <laughs>